Welcome to Global Outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to today's podcast. We have a special guest with us, our pastor, Justin Goff from Grace City Church in Harrison, Arkansas. And he has been doing a wonderful series that I just felt like you would enjoy a taste of this. And then you can follow up on his recordings of that. Uh, We'll put some information down in the show notes. But we just want to introduce to you our pastor, Justin Goff. Hey, thank you for having me on the podcast. We're just delighted to have you. Amen. Well, we're honored to be here, and uh, we're excited to jump in to the podcast today. Okay. So tell us, just give us the background of what the Holy Spirit has been giving you for our congregation at this time. Yeah, so um, you know, I was intrigued with this idea about the head and the body, and uh, Ephesians tells us that it's a biblical mystery. Of course, a Bible mystery is uh, things that are hidden, but they're not hidden from you. Bible mysteries are things hidden for you, so they're hidden for mm-hmm. your discovery. Beautiful. And I kind of see it like keys, right? Mm-hmm. And we've been saying, well, what are keys? Well, they are authority, but it's also how things work in the Spirit. And these mysteries are revelations of how things work in the Spirit. And uh, so I was really intrigued kind of by this thought here in a, in Ephesians chapter 5. And verse 32, he says, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Of course, then he talks about the husband and the wife. And in that chapter, he's laying out this revelation. He's revealing something, how things work in the spirit. He's revealing the head and the body. So uh, there's this scripture to kind of lay out the foundation in Galatians chapter 3, verse 28. And the Amplified Classic, it says, there is now no distinction, neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is not male and female, for you are all one in Christ. Well, that's a very interesting statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, you know, when you originally kind of think about that, he's like, wait, there's no male or female in, in Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're, we're talking about born-again believers. There are no distinctions such as those, Jew, Greek, slave-free, male, female. Now, this does not mean that, uh, you know, there isn't going to be a remembrance or even a resemblance of who or what you were in your earthly life. In fact, you know, we know uh, people that have been to heaven. Mm-hmm. It's obvious that there are uh, males and females there. Appearance. Uh, Appearances. In appearance. Yes. And uh, Feminine and masculine, shall we say. Is what we would recognize them as. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, there's definitely resemblance. And, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're going to have, you know, many, many, uh, many of your memories in, intact and whatnot. So that's, that's not what we're saying. But in Christ, your identity is not determined based on those those distinctions now. What definitely we're, we're saying is that these distinctions hold no determining factor in where or what you are now in Christ. Mm-hmm. So there is not male and female. So obviously uh, there is that, you know, what we know as gender or, or anatomical differences. But these distinctions are not a differentiating priority. In Matthew 22, 30, in the Amplified Classic, it says, For in the resurrected state, neither do men marry, nor are women given in marriage, for they are like the angels in heaven. The Passion Translation says it like this. After the resurrection, men and women will not marry, just like the angels of heaven don't marry. So mm-hmm. according to these scholars, there are men and women. Okay, mm-hmm. I just want to make, make that clear. There are men and, and women, but in Christ, born-again people, those who by faith have been born again, they're new creations in Christ, 
they are not categorized nor distinguished by Jew, Greek, male, and female anymore. Hmm. So Colossians 3.3 in the Amplified, I like the Amplified, by the way. <laughs> it says, as far as this world is concerned, oh, I love this. You have died and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. So at, at the beginning of this podcast, here's a, a foundational statement. As a born-again believer, your anatomical relationship is now not as complex as male and female were. The kingdom relationship, being that there is now no male and female in Christ Jesus, is now revealed in the mystery of head and body. Yeah, I like that. So after we come to know Christ Jesus, by the way, we should say, say, say this too. My wife, Miranda, in the natural, she's my wife. But in Christ Jesus, she's my sister. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and to add to, to, to this, she's my sister in, in Christ Jesus, but she's also a son. Yeah. Our identity is hidden in Christ Jesus. And so as we get into to, to, to this, you know, obviously in the natural, a lot of people make a big deal over these gender roles, male, female. So my wife, Miranda, in the natural, she's my wife. In Christ, she's my sister. But together, her and I are both sons. Because in Christ, these distinctions are not male, female. Our identity is hidden. The Bible says that our life is dead. So Justin's maleness, Miranda's femaleness, means nothing in spiritual terms or how things work in the spirit because we are now part and parcel. We're united into the body of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 5 tells us that body is distinguished by two, and I'm using these terms. These two anatomical terms would be head and body. Mm -hmm. And so we find our place in the kingdom revelation that there's neither male nor female in Christ, but there is a head and body in the spirit. And uh, we can go go back and lay uh, even some more foundational groundwork in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. And this is what it says. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Now, this word that we know, you know, a lot of people think that there was this dude laying there named Adam. You know, what's his name? Well, that's, that, that's Adam. Well, it was the Hebrew word is Adom. And it's actually a, a term that categorizes mankind or humankind, okay? And in this Adom were male and female. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. Here is this, 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 this type, this humankind, this being. By the way, in Psalm 8, the angels, David prophetically got this vision of the angels looking in, and the angels asked God, they said, what is man, a dome, that you are so mindful of him that you have created him, the Hebrew word, below the Elohim or below the Godhead? Now, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here, but see, the angels were inquiring, what is this creation? We've, we're unfamiliar with it, and why is it so special that it's placed below the Godhead? Well, we'll come to find out that that creation became known as the body. Hmm. That's why it was placed below the, the Godhead. Head. Oh, of course. So the angels are looking in and going, what is this? Okay, so, so here is a dome, and in a dome, and I may not be saying that you know, exactly right, but, but the Hebrew word, 
is male and female. God created this man, this Adam. Like I said, Adam wasn't just what we might call or say, well, that's his name. Adam is literally the word for mankind or the species. In this Adam was male and female. Now let's go to chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2. And in verse 21, it says, The Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. All right, so we've got this mankind there, and in this mankind is both male and female. And as Adam slept, he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Verse 22, it says, Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into woman, and he brought her to the man. Now, the word rib, in my opinion, uh, is a poor word to use. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. It's very limited in what uh, the, the picture that it actually gives us. The Hebrew word uh, is the Hebrew word selah, T-S-E-L-A, selah. And it literally means the side of a person or object. It's literally referring to a half of a whole. Mm, that mm. makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Hebrew word for, for couple is the Hebrew word zug. And, of course, you know, the Hebrew uses letters that are also pictures. Mm-hmm. And the word zug is, is actually um, two half circles. And, and, mm. and so the word couple cool. is these two complementary pieces that when they come together, they create a whole. Well, so when, when God took woman from man, he didn't just take the spare rib. Right. <laughs> right. This has caused the majority of our conflict in the relationship between man and woman in general, but also the relationship between husband and wife. And therefore, because we've misunderstood, there's been a breach in our relationship uh, or the revelation of our full capacity as being the body of a head, Jesus Christ. And so when you look at it or when people degrade it to the point that, uh, and there's there, there there's jokes, you know, oh, he had an extra rib. He didn't need it anyways. And, and so God used the part, you know, this is, all, you, know, mm-hmm. you know, God used a part that man didn't really even need. Uh, he could function without it and created woman. Well, see, that puts a degrading uh, mm-hmm. slant and narrative to really what we see happening here. And when he put a dome to sleep, he pulled from a dome the what we would know as the female characteristics, the female expression and function. He pulled a body out of a dome and then he presented it to him. So this word rib, you know, I've got it marked out in my Bible um, because I put the word literally side. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's it half, half of an object, yeah. okay? Uh, you can look it up. It's the, you know, if, if you use Strong's, it's the uh, number 6763. But we could read verse 22 like this. Then the side which the Lord had taken from a dome, he made into woman. By the way, is the Hebrew word isha. Mm-hmm. Okay? And in verse 23, and Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Now, the word man there is not a dome. Mm-hmm. It's the word ish. This is the first time man the the English word man, it's the first time that that word is used, or ish. The the New King James, King James translations uses similar words for a lot of different Hebrew words. Mm-hmm. It makes it a little more... Uh, complicated. Yeah. It, it's it's actually more complicated than the original Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, so what what's happening here is there was a dome. This mankind that has both male and female. He takes Isha, or what be- became known as Isha, takes her out of man, puts man back together, presents a woman or Isha 
to man. Now, this word man was a dome previously. Now it's the word mm -hmm. ish. Oh, that's good. This is the first time now that we see two distinct, as we would know it as gender differences, mm -hmm. when woman is presented to man. Now there's Isha and Ish. From this point on, man is no, now no longer known as both male and female, but now man or male in contrast to woman or female. By the way, this is very key to this whole thing. Ish, okay, which is uh, man or more specific male. Ish is also translated 69 times in the Old Testament as husband. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, in Ephesians chapter 5, it says that the husband is the head of the wife. So what, what, what happens here is we have a, a dome, and because the mystery is not about male-female, the kingdom mystery being revealed to us in the letters, by the way, which are written to the church. You know, there's three groups of people, the Jews, the Gentiles, and the church. We are introduced to the church in the New Testament, and there are letters specifically written to this new type of people that have never existed. Okay, they're the born-again believers, the church. And the letters specifically are revelations of who the church is. So we see now in Ephesians that God's been trying to show us from, from the beginning that the kingdom order or how things work in the spirit are not about male-female, they're about head-body. So when he pulled Esha out from man, he presented Esha to man as the body and presented ish as the head. So we need to say this. It is not good, he said, that a man, mm. man represents what? Man represents head in this context. It is not good that a man should be alone. First Adam, which is, this is all revelatory because he's setting the stage for an introduction to the second Adam, the second Adam, which is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so he sets it up. It is not good that a man or a head should be alone. I will make a helper comparable or compatible to him. This is what the angel saw. What is this? He was setting the stage for a revelation of how things work in the spirit. There's a head and there's a body. So we, we need to say this. Genesis, he says, not good that a man should be alone. It is not good that Jesus should be alone. What do we find out in the New Testament? Mm -hmm. Jesus is the head. And there's this thing called his body, which is what? The church. So in the beginning, a dome was both male and female and part of kingdom revelation. The two were separate, but then put back together to function as one, setting the stage for Jesus to come, which is the second a dome, which is what? Both male and female. Now it's set up in one body as head and body, not male, female, not maleness, femaleness, you know, now there's this eternal war that's been pit and we can get into that, but uh, just laying the foundation here of how things work in the spirit. We are sons, but we're arranged in configurations of head and body. Wow. In the kingdom, there are anointed heads and anointed bodies. And uh, just sticking with the little bit of time that we have left in the podcast, let me stay in Genesis here because so much has been um, degraded, and the role of the body has been made to uh, be second rate. And I think it comes from that perspective. It, it, it's a twisting, which it's, it's a demonic strategy. That twisting is a demonic strategy. Mm -hmm. And it comes from this idea like it was a spare rib. You know, I'm not saying that was the ultimate 
beginning point. But those kinds of statements show our lack of revelation of what God was trying to do. He said, Jesus has been uh, 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 pre-appointed as head for a while. But see, a head has no mobility without a body. And a body has no mobility without its head. True. Yeah. And so uh, if you go back and you say it's not good that a man should be alone, we got to understand what's really being said there. It's not good that a head – see, heaven doesn't operate in terms like male, female. There are – in the Godhead, there's obviously all the characteristics that we would know as female. And we were talking about this before the podcast. Uh, birthing is a real uh, spiritual reality. Um, the, the womb, uh, it's also referred to as the matrix. You know, if, if, if you look at Psalms where it talks about, um, uh, the function of the matrix, that, that point at which something is, uh, conceived, developed, and then entered in, or comes into reality through the matrix. The, these are, these are all spiritual terms, but they're, they're, they're not distinguished or relegated to, well, that's a female operation. No, it's an operation of the son of the kingdom because it's how things work in the spirit. All sons function in birthing. And we are engaging in these, uh, what most people would know as just feminine characteristics, but we're looking at just how things are functioning in the natural. That was a revelation of, uh, of God that he pulled woman from man. It was part of himself. But in Christ, they're united. Head body then becomes positions of honor and positions of service, but they are interdependent. Yes. So even though there may be a head, the head is an anointed appointment, and it's just as great as the anointing and appointment of a body. It's not second. The body is second rate because if we get the revelation that Jesus is head and those of us who are born again are body, then you understand that it's not good that a head be alone mm-hmm. and that the head cannot do what it's anointed to do unless there's a body that can respond to the impulse, to the command, the vision, the instruction, and actually perform the outworking. Think brain dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is brain dead? Well, brain dead is some somebody who has a fully functioning body, but their mind is damaged in some way. And so there's no impulse. There's no uh, command control. They have uh, muscles and arms and legs that are fully intact, but they can't go anywhere because the, the brain isn't functioning. Okay, think paralyzed. No. What, is, what is somebody who's paralyzed? Fully functioning brain, but the body is not able to respond. So these two are interdependent. So the kingdom revelation that Jesus wanted getting get to you and I is that even though he is the head, I mean, what an amazing revelation. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, he is the head of all things, mm-hmm. but he is paralyzed unless we awaken to our role as the body. Wow. Beautiful. In the world system or the natural realm, hard distinctions are made in male and female terms. True. Uh, Male and female are pit against one another. And in Genesis, let's look at this. In Genesis chapter chapter 3, we will actually find the, the originating point at which we begin to see this demonic strategy that is aimed at, man and woman, in particularly husband and wife, because in Ephesians 5, the revelation of head body is has its greatest imagery or expression in husband and wife. Okay? So uh, we begin to see this battle that has arisen and this war now through extreme feminism. Right. Okay? 
Uh, that's symptomatic of what we're about to read here, Genesis chapter 3. But the world only un- understands uh, male, female from a fallen perspective. Right. Most people choke when I say that in a dome was male and female. That's just not – I mean that's not Sunday school material. They didn't have the flannel graph. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's right. no – there was no flannel graph for, for that. Right. And so a lot of our understanding of how things work spiritually have been based on what we pick up naturally. While the natural realm is influenced by the spiritual realm, you can't start in the natural necessarily and find out how things work in the spirit. There, there's expressions. There's imagery. Uh, but there's so much we don't understand as spiritual things because the world has fallen. True. Right. So there's a breach. Mm-hmm. So now we've got to come back up to uh, original. And so the world doesn't un- understand woman being taken from man. Uh, the world doesn't understand the mystery of oneness, okay, mm-hmm. nor the anointed role of head or the anointed role of body. And l- let me touch on this here in Genesis 3 and um, right here. So this is the, the curse was pronounced. And he said to the woman, this is Genesis 3, 16, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and... Um, your conception in pain, you shall bring forth children. Now it's the second part of that. It says your desire, the new King James says your desire shall be for your husband. If you look at that in various translations, it says that the woman would seek to control her husband. And then it says this about the husband ish that he would seek to rule or dominate his wife. Well, we got to use our decipher, okay? The mystery has been revealed to us. We're given the keys to the kingdom mm-hmm. in Ephesians 5. Yeah. And so we understand that this isn't male woman. This is head body. And so we see right here, right at the beginning, that now the body is going to seek to dominate or control the head. And the head would seek to dominate. Better word would be to uh, tyranny, to, to, to lead through tyranny. Dominating is kind of a soft word, but... Uh, Tyrannically. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, it would be over the top, overbearing. It would, it would be a crushing leadership. Well, that's not the revelation that we see. In fact, Jesus said, and he, he said, you see the leaders around you. And he said, they rule, they dominate. They think because they're in a leadership or headship position that gives them the right to uh, the, the Amplified actually uses the word tyrannical. <laughs> but he said, but those of you in the kingdom, or he said it like this, it ought not be so in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to bring a correction to the head wanting to control the body, but the body wanting to control the head. See, they're interdependent, but yet they're different anointings and different outworking. They're appointments. Mm-hmm. The body is an appointed head. The head is an appointed body. Okay. Now, uh, let's answer this. Can a woman be the head? Well, yes. The short answer is yes. And can a man be a body? Yes. Uh, males are not the head everywhere in every situation, and especially in the kingdom. Now, in the natural realm, we see that. That's kind of cultural, like the, the men rule. You know, it's like if you're a, if you're a man— you are like in charge, it seems like, everywhere, especially when women or children are concerned. But the Bible says uh, in Ephesians chapter 5, it says that the husband is the head of, of the wife. It didn't say the man is the head of the woman. That's right. Mm. And so there's been a lot of issues that have been raised. Can women lead 
ministries can women pastor? Now, we have uh, female pastors at our church, and uh, partly be, because in Christ Jesus, there's neither male nor female. There's head body. Can a woman be promoted? Can a woman be honored in the kingdom? Most most definitely. And we we see then that honor is actually a positional term. Mm-hmm. Okay. If somebody's honored, they're elevated or they're exalted or they're lifted, they're raised, okay? And headship is an honored position. In fact, uh, uh, in one of the several, when it talks about if a, if, if a man or, or if anybody desires the position of a bishop or an elder, he desires what? An honorable thing. Why? It's a headship position. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's, a, it's a position of honor. And so it's worthy to be desired, but it's, a, it's appointed we don't self-appoint. God appoints. He places in the body as he sees fit, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And so because there's neither male nor female in Christ, a lot of people want to squabble over a woman getting promoted over a man. But see, it's because you misunderstand the mystery. Mm-hmm. We were raised that, well, men must be in charge of women everywhere under any situation or under any circumstance. Well, that's not the kingdom revelation. That may be how things work in your culture, but that's not how things work in the spirit. And in, in, in the spirit, because we're all sons, somebody who's been faithful will be promoted. And so women can be in a head position. Uh, in fact, y'all's dynamic here. Right. Okay. Now, the Bible does define this. It says that the husband is the head of the wife. Exactly. But that's in a particular context. Right. And, and that works in our marriage. Yeah, you totally. Know, Philip is the head of the house. That's exactly how it is. He's anointed and appointed to function in that grace. And in that anointing, mm-hmm. but in the ministry, God has called Sharon mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. a headship position. And people say, well, you know, I don't believe in women being, well, well no, but you're totally missing the revelation. Right. Because number one, you're my sister. Number two, you and I are sons. Yeah. It's not about a gender thing. And because you were taken from men, you are half of a whole. It's not a, it's not a second rate thing. It's not an issue of um, competence. It's not an issue of your education. These are appointments. Headship is an appointment, and God appointed you head of global outpouring. It wasn't because of your education. You're well-educated. It's, it, it, it's not because anything naturally. How things work in the spirit, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't go by how things work in the natural. True. And he appointed you and anointed you head over a body. Because in every dimension, uh, in the macro sense, that's how it all works. There's a head and there's a body. Now, it's not, once again, I'm repeating, but, you know, we need to say the same thing several times. It's not a matter of male, female. Right. Not if you're born again. Right. I I know that's going to mess a lot of people up, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you need to get messed up a little bit here. Yeah. It's important to get things into order. And sometimes you have to, you know, you clean out a drawer, you have to just throw it all on the, on the, on the floor, on the bed and then sort it, you know, it's a mess. We've got to sort it. So you get it into order. Yeah. Now tell the story that you mentioned Sunday about the lady that the Lord said, called her son. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's Miss Loretta Allison and, uh, they pastor a church in Osage beach, uh, her and her husband, Larry. And uh, she was caught up in to heaven, and she set up these scenes. They, they were kind of like this conference room with a balcony. And uh, she was sitting at a table. Jesus was sitting next to her. The Father was across the table, and there was angels listening in. There, that's a whole other story with what was going on with the angels. But at one point in the conversation, the Father looked right at, right at her and called her son. 
And she kind of was like, oh, and she thought it must be referring to Jesus. And basically the father said, no, no, you are my son. And, and at that moment, she got this revelation. See, our identity is hidden in Christ. Exactly. And in Christ, there is a head and a body. And wherever you're placed in that body, you are hidden in the son. Hmm. He didn't see her femaleness. He didn't see her Loretta-ness. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not the right way of saying that. But mm-hmm. he, he, he did see, we all, 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 all we know, we're getting revelation. All we can speak in terms of naturalness. Mm-hmm. He was showing her how things work in the spirit. And he saw and revealed to her, and she saw it, that she's in Christ. She is part and parcel. She is one with Jesus. The two shall become the head and the body shall become one. And what God has joined, let no man separate. This isn't about male, female. Mm-hmm. This is about a body that has a head uh, and, and it has an outworking or the body, okay, the appendages and what and whatnot. But but that revelation, she's hidden it in, in that. And he doesn't refer to her. And neither you and I. In fact, Kevin Zadai, mm-hmm. okay, that's one of the things that he said recently because mm-hmm. he's been to heaven. He said, you, you are not viewing people by just your natural understanding. In fact, he also said recently, I just heard him say it, that everybody knows each other as sons. Yeah. And we're seeing each other. Remember what Paul said? He, and I'm paraphrasing. He said, there's coming a day where we're not going to know each other after the flesh. That's right. But That's who right. we are in the spirit. Yeah. That's right. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Pastor. Oh, it's been an we honor. really appreciate your coming with, to share this with us today. And I think that we've all gotten a bit more revelation of how things work in the Spirit. God bless you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the good news of God's global outpouring. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, connect with us, get a link to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. You can browse our online bookstore for amazing anointed material. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.